welcome to Navigating the Spectrum with Michelle Portlock. I'm your host, Michelle Portlock, and I'm so happy to have you with me. Today, I have my dearest friend, Kelsey Lyon, and Kelsey and I actually podcasted together in episode three, where she shared the diagnosis experience for her daughter, Reagan. So I am so happy to have her back with me. She's hilarious. She's fun. She's insightful, and she's just a great friend. So I will, without further ado, just jump straight into questions with Kelsey. Is there anything you've worked really hard at planning that didn't work out? And why didn't it work out? I'm talking about for your kids. Well, about everything with Reagan ever, (laughs) Um, like ever for sure. But one thing really sticks out, which was when we went to, um, she had a baby blessing Mm-hmm. And it was going to be this beautiful event, and she was in this beautiful dress. And um, all she had to do is just sit there and be cute because she's darling. Mm-hmm. And she screamed at the top of her lungs so that no one could hear anything else. And that Tyler was like even afraid to hold her because she was like screaming. She was like vibrating. Like, <laughs> oh. that's like every time actually ever with Reagan. So, yeah, like if there's supposed to be a moment. Um, like she just, she just, just shatters the ceiling, if you will, per se. <laughs> no, she really does. Like, and Carter, his honesty gets like ruins events all the time. Cause I'll be like, oh my gosh, we've been planning days for this. We're so happy to have you here. And he's like, we haven't been planning days. We've been planning 37 hours for this, <laughs> but we are glad to see you here, but happy has a pronoun slash synonym of blah 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 <laughs> like my kids just don't get me per se. so like yeah Reagan's therapist came to our house today and I had bought flowers for myself and then Love I it. just had Tyler pick up a second batch I just needed to have it like the kids in my little church class smell them and then oh. I was going to give them to someone and so her therapist comes and I'm like hey, here's these flowers we picked them out for you I mean, Reagan was with Tyler when he grabbed him, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, no. And Reagan? Like, yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? You picked out the flowers. Like, what do you mean? You always pick out flowers for people. And she's like, uh, no. And her therapist <laughs> is trying to like, you know, talk and like, oh, Reagan, thank you for picking out these colors for me. I didn't. <laughs> and I'm like, Reagan, just go along. Like, I'm trying to get you goodie points or something. Like, and she's like, thank you for the flowers. And Reagan's like, ah, now. And I'm just like, like, who are you Reagan? Like, clearly we picked him out for someone you loved. I didn't specifically tell you, but you're shutting me down. Oh my gosh. On the daily. Okay. So I have to tell you just to make you feel better that this is totally a different story, but one of my most amazing, I have two actually with the same child, my son drew names to remain nameless to the guilty or innocent (laughs) when he was a little guy he was a runner and so one time I was in some big box store of some kind and I turned around to get my wallet he was strapped into his stroller he was strapped in and he jimmy rigged his way out (laughs) and I'm paying this lady and I turn around to move to push my stroller and he's not there. And I'm looking all over and I'm yelling his name like Drew, Drew, where are you? Drew. And then the cashier starts yelling his name. 
And then the whole store, she takes a little walkie talkie and says, we've got a code red. <laughs> we've all been there though. The first look you're like, true, true, true. Uh-huh. The second look uh, one other mom catches on and she's uh-huh. like doing the look, right? The uh-huh. third look you've notified the store. Like everyone's been there though. Oh, it was so, so, it was can, so no, ridiculous. continue with the walkie talkie. Oh yeah. No, person. she calls a code red and the whole <laughs> store locks down all the doors locked. No one can get out or in until Drew has been found. So we're all calling his name, looking everywhere. And finally I heard this little giggle and oh. I pulled the clothes apart in a clothes rack and he had hoisted himself up into the center of a clothes rack and was just hanging there like a, like a little baby monkey. He he would improvise like that. I know. And he was two, (laughs) he was two years old. I'm not surprised. I am not. I know his own band. It was, it was amazing. The only other thing that was might've taught that is when a UPS truck stopped in front of our neighbor's house and he jumped on it. And the UPS guy was screaming and yelling and he (laughs) pulls over to the side of the road and tells him to get out of his truck. And he could be, (laughs) he could be in a lot of trouble for that. I didn't know he did it. My neighbor's the one who told me he followed his heart. He followed his heart. So I asked my, I asked him later, why did you do that? He was, I don't know, eight or nine tops. I said, why did you do that? He said, I just wanted to see what it looked like. That was all. That was it. He just wanted to see what it looked like. To be likened to a child. Mm-hmm. They just want to know stuff. They but do. they're not afraid to ask or figure it out. Like we just think about stuff. But these are the kind of things that my kids do. So that's why he had. Well, that's why they're fabulous. <laughs> he ended up with a monkey backpack that literally strapped to the front of his body. And I held the tail. It was like a leash. <laughs> Because after about three code reds and uh, and a few UPS jump ons, uh, I'm like, I, this kid, I guess, I guess he only had the monkey backpack when he was from about two <laughs> to four years old. It was awful. He was only chained up for 40, a couple years. 48 he, was, to 52 we were, he was leashed for two years. <laughs> but don't, don't you honestly think though, that like people that don't know what you're up against, they're like, oh, wow, what a crappy mom. Yes. He has a leash around him. <laughs> <laughs> it looked cute. It was a monkey backpack. Of course, you can't be classy. <laughs> I think I, I saved his it. life is what I'm trying to say. Well, no, you <sighs> did. Yeah. You're crazy. And here's how you know that you're just a good mom. Uh-huh. When all you do is try to protect them and don't care about losing face. I, that is the truth. No, it really is, right? Yeah. Actually, kid almost run across the street and I yell, Reagan, I don't care who's listening, who's looking uh-huh. who's around because yep. I don't want her to run in the street. Yes. Well, it's true. You know, at some point when my three oldest kids were little, I didn't know when Brielle was little that she was autistic and I didn't know Drew was autistic. And I just, I didn't know. I didn't really know much about autism at all. I oh, just knew. Does. Until it affects you directly. It's true. Nobody says everyone ever. (laughs) (laughs) But I just, I remember being much more self-conscious as a parent because I wasn't seeing other parents, kids like have long drawn out meltdowns like my kids were having, mostly my oldest. 
you know, I just, I wasn't seeing those things. So I kind of felt like I must be failing as a mom because I don't see that happening. And I kept reading in all of these books, these parenting books that I was devouring and getting more and more depressed by every book I picked up because I thought to myself, I'm trying all of these things and nothing is working. So I kept thinking, why isn't there a book that says, except for you, Michelle, your kids are unique. So let's teach you a whole different set of parenting skills. And actually it wasn't until I did my master's program. Well, until my kids diagnosis when they were 14 and nine. And then I started studying about autism and realized, oh, this is why those things weren't working. They think differently. They see the world differently. So I had to shift and adjust and that was okay. But my point in telling that story is I stopped caring what other parents thought about my parenting style, because I realized I needed to show up for my kids and whatever that looked like, that's what it was going to be. And I was doing the darn best that I could with the resources that I had. And it felt very freeing to stop caring. Was there a point where you felt that? Or do you feel that now? Absolutely. So Carter is 13 and a half, Reagan's almost four. They're 10 years apart. So Mm -hmm. I have told you a million times with Carter, I Googled, when should he be potty trained? When should he walk? When should he talk? And (laughs) we were either right on board or a little late. And as I sit here with Reagan, who will be four in one week, Uh who has no, um, actually, no, like she flips me off basically when I talk about potty training. (laughs) I've told you this before, like we did like the sticker program, we did the incentive, we did the candy, we went to like Christmas times 40 program, like she had an American girl doll in front of her toilet, right? And one day she turned it around like, you know what? No, thank you. I'm not doing this, mom. Thank you. But no, thank you. You're an idiot. And so then one of her therapists is like, well, she does it for attention. Don't change her diaper. So now she changes her own pull-ups and disposes of them. This isn't even okay to tell you this. And she just takes care of it. Right. So I'm like, I don't think it was, I don't think it was that. I don't think it was this. Like maybe she's not in control with her body. Nope. She just actually tries to punch me when I put her on the toilet seat, whatever it is. (laughs) I, everyone in the world that says they should be potty trained before they're three, like we're coming on four in a week. Uh And and I have no idea when she will be. And I had to let go of what people think. Yeah. Because she doesn't care. Yeah. And if I want to love her where she's at, she's not Googling when she's supposed to be potty trained or eat or change herself. I don't know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. She's not. Yeah. And so I guess when I loved her where she was at, right? Like you always say, if they could, they would. Mm -hmm. So love them where they're at today. Yeah. And November 10th, 2021, this is where she's at. And she doesn't care when she's potty trained and she still doesn't even know how to hold up four fingers. And I love that about her because she says one, two, seven, seven, nine, ten. <laughs> and so she, she's her own best like fan club. I don't know. I love it about her. <laughs> but like loving them where they're at, you know, like mm-hmm. you can reason with them all they want about wearing their Halloween costume. Yes. And when push comes to su- like shove, are they really going to wear it? Well, that's true. You remember I was telling you about our Halloween experience with with my youngest Halloween parade at school. 
And I almost didn't get her to school at all. She just almost didn't show up because the underwear she tried on was horrific to her and her pants were terrible and none of her costumes were working. So I drew a cat face on her and threw a cat headband on her and she found a sparkly tutu that was black and she put it over her clothes and you could see tear streaks through her cat whiskers on her face, <laughs> but she made it, you know, you know, she- what? and that was a victory, right? And your husband was right next to you mm-hmm. and you saw her walk around mm-hmm. and you knew what you went through, you know? Yeah, we did. It was one of those moments where my husband is not an incredibly emotional guy, but he is very in tune with his emotions. Nah, that's a well said. <laughs> well and said. So, and witty and uh, really funny. Yeah, he's he's pretty funny. But he, when we were at that Halloween parade, he said, I guess you just never know what people are really going through in their personal lives because we just showed up after an hour long meltdown drug out meltdown from her where we just had to sit and tell her, Hey, we're here. What can we do? How can we help? And just constantly trying on clothing item after clothing item. Anyway, the whole thing is we showed up and she was waving and smiling. No one had any idea. They maybe looked at the little whisker smudge and thought she just did that with her hand. Nope. Those were tears. Those were tear smudges. And I didn't see them until we got to school. So you know, you're so excited to get her there, right? <laughs> I could not believe we even got her there. I couldn't believe we got her in the car. Right. So, and you know what? I would have kept her home, but she was devastated at the thought of not participating in it. Okay. Don't you want to help them like surpass what they thought they could do? Yes. That's like Gracie and the, like the monkey bars. I'll never forget that. Do you oh, remember that? Yes. Cause you're no, like I was talking to you a couple of weeks ago and you're like, she can't do the monkey bars. I'm so sad. Like I'm going to help her. I'm going to keep doing this with her. And I'm like, well, who cares? And you're like, no, no, it's a big deal to her. Right. Uh huh. And how'd that end? Yeah. Well, it was super cute because she had me barely helping her. And I told her, I'm not even, I'm just touching you. That's all. I'm not even holding you try one bar. And she tried one bar and then she dropped and stuck the landing like a champion, <laughs> like her mother's daughter. And I cheered for her so loud. And in fact, there were about 10 kids that lined up because they wanted high fives too. (laughs) It was so cute. They all got on and wanted to show me what they could do. And so when they dropped, they all came to high five me and I had a good laugh. It was too cute. So it was very sweet. And the whole thing was all of her friends were doing the monkey bars. They could do them at recess. They'd run out and do monkey bars And she couldn't do them. She was scared. She also has a little bit of uh, low muscle tone in her upper upper body. So anyway, it was a pretty sweet experience to watch her. And now we had to go back about two days after that over the weekend so she could practice the monkey bars again. So it was pretty cute. Isn't that you just answered your own question, though, of like when you don't care? Cause I'm sure you didn't look amazing and perfect and whatever standing there helping her. Right. Yeah. But you just saw the world through her eyes and wanted to help her be her best self. 
that's true. And I also was really proud of her for asking me to help her because she used to be embarrassed to do that. And now she'll say, you know, she'll ask me to help her. And I appreciate that she's kind of grown in that way. And you're right. Oh, my word. I mean, I showed up. uh, Yeah. Anyway, I did not care what I looked like to other parents. I was fine with it. And and getting there is a celebration in itself, though. It is a celebration. It's a huge celebration. Don't think children don't embarrass you to the core, to the bone. (laughs) Like, light me on fire and throw me away if you love me. Well, I... Uh. I took, I took, you know, we went to church a couple Sundays ago and my littlest Grace, she is so hypersensory. She couldn't put her socks and shoes on. I was holding them. I mean, it took, it was a long meltdown and I just kept telling you, we can't go outside without socks and shoes on. So I lied. I always say it's against the law. I just like to put a little, well, I do all the time. I just, I feel like to get a little bit more fear, it just helps. It's against the law. Reagan, it's against the law to go outside without your shoes on. (laughs) I will be arrested and taken away forever. I, it just, it adds a little bit, but it does. (laughs) Per se, continue. So basically she got in the car, had her socks and shoes on, threw them off in the car. We ended up walking into church with her skirt hanging halfway down. By the way, she had shorts on under her skirt. And then her skirt was hanging halfway down her shorts and she was barefoot. And I was carrying her socks and shoes and her eyes were blazing red from all the tears she cried. She was and heated. She was heated. <laughs> and the cutest thing ever is I had like quite a few friends as we walked to our seat in semi shame slash, I felt no shame. I was just happy. Well, to be You there. don't know how to feel shame. Just so you, know. <laughs> you just show up. You're the boss of your own party. Yes. And, and people were like putting their hands out to <laughs> high five her. And it was the <laughs> cutest thing. It was like a congratulations on being here. You rule. It was pretty cute. Well, what I assume, I think this is one of the tricks is assume that people are trying their best. And that you're not that special. Yes. People don't care what you're up to. You're not that important. I like that <laughs> you did a nice one. But for real, put yourself in a situation. Do you ever notice when someone walks in late? No. Do you ever notice when their kid cries? No. I'm actually glad if their kid cries because they're probably maybe a little louder than mine. And it takes <laughs> the pressure off me. But we have to like let ourselves be human with this crap. Yeah, it's true. No, we do. And I think that's, I think that's one of my biggest lessons that I learned for myself was that. And then also to keep my cool with my kids, to keep it together, to not, because I learned real fast that raising my boys did absolutely zero for them. It didn't ever turn my kids the direction that I wanted. It just made them cry harder. (laughs) That's how it was in my house. Oh, see, and I haven't turned the corner. So I didn't know there was anything but crying. But, <laughs> no, I love that you say that. Cause you know, you don't, I remember I read something somewhere, like when your kid's crying, they don't hear anything when you're yelling at them that they shouldn't have climbed up that wall or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're just, they know they're hurt. Like, yeah, just love them where they're at Yes, and help them be different later. I love that. We're going to wrap this up with that thought. We're going to end on that thought. Love your child where they're at and help them do better day by day. 
I just added that part. <laughs> I, no, I really like that. So it's just love fun. your kids where you're at. And now we actually know a little bit more about Michelle. I hope you enjoyed our banter back and forth about real life parenting and some of the ridiculous experiences that we've had, along with some of the really sweet and special experiences that parenting can bring. If you're a parent of an autistic child, please know that you can reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram at navigating.the.spectrum.